It was bad. I it's... was watching it and like I was watching Red Zone. It was just like C D Lamb touchdown. Josh Jacobs touchdown. I was like, dude, what what is happening? I was just winning. <laughs> by Riverside. Nailed it. Like a lot was riding on this week for a lot of different teams. It was but. it was a week. It was definitely a week. So getting into the week, the we had a uh, the London game. Well, who was it? The Saints. Yeah, and the Vikings. The Vikings. I I prepped for for Alvin Kamara not being out. Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hold up, London game, nine thirty a.m. Set an alarm for nine o'clock because you know some bullshit is gonna happen. You know, it was they didn't even talk about Kamara possibly missing. They the didn't game. even <laughs> mention it. <laughs> No talk at all. I'm like, he's still dealing with a rib, and he played last week. I was like, what? So, I, but regardless, it was 9 a.m. So I was like, yeah, I knew. Mikaeus, you're a genius, and I took him right out of my fucking lineup so fast, man. I was gonna send a message the night before to the league and be like, yo, y'all might want to set your shit or like set an alarm just in case some stupid shit goes down in the morning and you're not up. But I know a lot of teams out there in the world were like, why the fuck is Alvin Kamara out? <laughs> I woke up, I, I was just, I don't have Kamara in any leagues, but I was just waiting for the game to start. And I'm like scrolling through Twitter and I say, Matthew Berry, Kam- Saints rule Alvin Kamara inactive for the game. I was like, what? What's wrong with him? I was just like, you know what? Fine. Because I didn't want to play you anyway. I played you just because I had to. Yeah. Now you're going on the bench. You, you were my play. first round draft pick, so I need to start you. Fucking ridiculous. Or else somebody will start shit. I didn't really watch that game, um, but I think Jefferson Jefferson had a good game. Jefferson had a good game. He went off uh, appropriately. It was it was a good game actually, as far as football games go. But Justin Jefferson, yeah, he put up like 150 yards touchdown. I did. Well, I was catching like some parts of the Lions Seahawks game, and that shit was insane. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun game to watch because <laughs> the defense was just like, nah, nah, just score all the points. Fuck it. Dude, Jared Goff and Geno Smith both just went off. They just balled out. Fucking one team scores a touchdown, next team comes right back, scores a touchdown. It was wild. Yeah, and I feel like the Lions keep having games like that where they're just like. Scoring a shit ton of points. That's what I was saying to somebody on, on Sunday. I was like, I feel like the Lions are like the number one offense and like the number 32 defense in the NFL. Yeah, no, that's like an actual stat. Like, like they're the number one offense in the last place defense. So Awful. That shit will happen. Uh, we obviously had some pretty major injuries. The first one, Javante out for the season with a torn ACL. He was just traded uh to mike's team james traded him away good trade solid trade solid is looking like a great <laughs> trade right now just a lot what was it just last week it was like, i think two weeks ago so james traded javante williams and t higgins to mike for derrick henry and terry 
McLaurin. Oh, yeah, Derrick Henry, not Jonathan Taylor. That's the guy I was talking about. So, I mean, he still did get T. Higgins, which he's like, T. Higgins is playing really well. So, he kept the value on that. Now, Derrick Henry, on the other hand, is also going off for James. Derrick so. Henry's an absolute dog. Confirmed. Yeah. Confirmed he is back. The man is back. Put up a solid amount of points for James this past week. And Terry McLaurin has been, I mean, he's been okay. The first three weeks, averaging 13, 13, 14 points, and then this past week, only three points. So. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, scary Terry ain't been too scary. Not too scary. He's been all. jolly, if anything. He's been jolly. Yeah, jolly Terry. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, I don't have him. That's not him. Jonathan Th- why, why? I keep putting an H in his name. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. So you're looking for Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Sorry, it's it's my uh my Hispanic tongue or some shit. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> uh, I don't have him in this. I have him in a different league. Uh, but I think Larry has him in, in our league. He, I guess, was walking around in a boot uh, during practice today. Yeah. Not looking promising for him to play. This not week. great for the Jonathan Taylor owners of the world. And it's kind of like, I wonder if like part of them are like relieved. Like, I don't, if Larry's just like, thank God I don't really have to play this guy right now because he hasn't really been performing to the tune of like Jonathan Taylor numbers. So maybe I guess that's kind of like a silver lining for for the number one overall draft pick. I mean, yeah. Um, not not doing for number well. number one overall draft pick is you know maybe he's, he's just gonna take some time regroup, hop on the bench, ride it, let Naheem Hines get a bunch of points for my team, and, uh, you know, just see where you go from there. He's getting a lot of uh, rushing attempts, too. He's getting, like, 20-plus. Oh, yeah. There's only one week where he didn't, but... Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just that that team is just bad. And it's funny because <laughs> like, the O-line is good, but they're just playing. The whole team is just playing terrible. Yeah, it's not not pretty. Not pretty at all. Um, and another injury for Mike. He's lost two running backs now. Cordero Patterson on IR out at least four weeks. Yeah, that's ugly. I didn't see exactly what happened. Um, yeah, he pulled something, sprained something. Team announced that it's a knee injury suffered prior to the game. Yeah. Patterson played in the first half, but spent most of the final two quarters on the sideline while the other running backs handled the workload. He'll be eligible to return week nine. Definitely not ideal. Having a procedure on his knee Monday morning, so that already happened. Yeah, so Mike's looking rough at the running back position. He did pick up uh, Khalil Herbert, which is pretty good. I think he ended up actually drafting him. So he has at least a viable running back there. And you might have to just... Does he? You might have to play Hilliard on there unless he drops him and picks up another back on the waiver wire, which the waiver wire is looking a little rough as well. Maybe there's somebody out there that's willing to make a trade with him. Possibly. I mean, I'll trade him Kamara if he wants. Only to. time will tell. Dude, I've been trying to trade Joe Mixon for weeks. Nobody's listening. Okay, I'll take you to Joe Mixon. <laughs> James has been trying, but he's been coming with weak ass offers. Oof. Yeah, that's James. That's James for you. <laughs> the uh, offers have been alright. It just we haven't come to, to an agreement, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, we had uh, another quarterback injury for the Patriots. Hoyer out. At this, the end. Uh, this um, they also like they held their own against the Packers as well, which is honestly it's surprising me because I I feel like I'm maybe these teams are not as good as they think. Like obviously the Ravens are, but the Packers clearly aren't what they used to be. No. It's still Aaron Rodgers, but no, he's really not. The Packers are ass, and Aaron Rodgers is more ass. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe it's not as impressive as I thought. They still lost, so it doesn't really matter. Um, Aaron Rodgers, if you look at it, <clears throat> against, like, teams that aren't even that good. Um, so, like, Chicago, right, For just for example. Aaron Rodgers only put up 235 passing yards and two touchdowns. Um, okay, Tampa Bay, they're a good team, but their defense is ranked pretty low. Um, he only put up 255 yards, two touchdowns. New England, we know they're not a great team. 250 yards and two touchdowns. He, It seems like no matter who he plays, he's good for 250 yards and two touchdowns or less. I feel like a lot of that is also just his receiving core. Or just a lot of young guys. I mean, you do have veterans there like Lazard and uh, Randall Cobb. but Yeah, you have two good running backs, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, who can both catch the ball. And yep. you have a, you know, Romeo Dubs is looking good good as a rookie so i feel like there's talent there um but aaron jones i mean uh, aaron Rodgers is actually you know just getting older that he is age catches up to everyone even tom brady unless you're tom brady um but this uh the hoya injury i'm hoping this just means more more usage for ramondre is definitely plug him into my lineup a lot more confidently. I hope that it um, means that Bill, Bailey Zappi becomes the new starting quarterback for the Patriots forever. Imagine he just pulls like a, a Brady part two. Me and my season. friends were talking about it right before the season started, and that was my bold prediction of the season, was that Bailey Zappi would end the season, the Patriots' number one quarterback. You saw the Mac injury, you're like, oh. <laughs> Okay. You saw the thinking, Hoyer injury. It's like it's happening. Like, Maybe there's a chance. Then Hoyer got hurt. And I was like, no fucking way. You're like it's fucking happening. I just I knew because for whatever I'm not a big college ball guy, but for whatever reason, the few college games I watched last year, like two or three of them were Western Kentucky, and I was like, damn, this kid, this cat's pretty good at ball, man. He's pretty good out here, man. Get him, get him on the team. Sign this, man. Get him out the country. Yeah, get him out of fucking Kentucky and bring him to somewhere where they are normal. And then the last uh, story, we already talked about it a lot in the group chat. Uh, Tua, obviously, going out on Thursday night. I personally won't go into it too much. I, I, I don't know if you saw what Vlad shared in the group, but the doc, I don't know if he's a doctor. It was like a, yeah, it's like a doctor. It's like the dude who... um. CTE expert. Yeah, it's like the dude who, like, the movie Concussion was about. Oh, he is a doctor. Neuropathologist. Yeah, so he advised him to retire. Um, which is kind of like, personally, like, that's kind of scary. If they're like, yo, you should probably retire. How do you not play every game after that, like, sort of, like, scared? Like, yo, what if this hit, like, fucking kills me? Yeah. Or puts me in a fucking coma or, like, I don't know, man. I... I, I don't know because I'm not in that situation right now, but it's it's tough. Personally, I don't know. I really don't know what I would do. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, 
you know, and uh, wish Tua the best, I guess. And uh, good luck on relearning the alphabet. You think this? Uh, how much do you think this affects like Waddle and and Hill? I think it has a big effect on them because, I mean, it's just the skill level for their quarterback is now just different. Drop, drop to get him out. I mean, who um, is Teddy? Not Teddy held his own, but Eddie Bridgewater is not as good as Tua is. Yeah, like he came in and you like the first drive. I was like, all right, like he he can like get the job done, I guess. But like. I feel like as the game went on, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think Tyreek is still going to get a bunch of looks and touches because he's, like, the better wide receiver. I think Waddle might struggle a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. I I think that Waddle will struggle more than Tyreek will. I think that Tyreek will be fine, but I don't think he's going to put up numbers like he would have had Tua been healthy. Yeah, and I don't know. Did they say if there's like a timeline on Tua coming back or not? No, they they ruled him out for this week, but that was something. smart, smart choice. <laughs> <laughs> Get eaten alive by fucking the media and everybody. Yeah, they they did rule him out for this week, so hey, good on them. Very good, very good. Uh, waivers. Uh, I had uh, Moali Cox here has had like back to back weeks where he's been. I think he's caught like a touchdown or two. Yeah, uh, uh, Ali Cox. So that's where I stand. Yeah, yeah. But, Actually, not back to back weeks. It was just this week he he went off. Mo, uh, two touchdowns. Just mad about Mo Ali Cox because who is? those touchdowns could be Michael Pittman's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Or or Naheem Hines. Either one, which would have helped me beat Craig, but instead both put up um, you know single digits. And then due to the Javante. Injury. I think Mike Boone is a possible pickup for for somebody. Um, he's the other running back on the Denver side, and Melvin Gordon is fucking trash. This man fumbles every time he gets the ball, so I feel like they'll lean more on Boone than on Gordon. So I don't know. He's he's an option as well. Um. Yeah, I would say so. Um. I think and I think he might be owned, but I kind of think Rashad White is a viable option. I think Craig has him. Probably. Yeah, he has. He drafted him. I kind of think Jalen Warren is a viable option because Najee sucks. <laughs> that offense is just bad. Yeah. Another Not offense just, is just fucking horrible. Just everyone on the team, but also Pacheco was getting a lot of work uh, instead of uh, who is it, McKinnon? Um, C H, right? Well, no, yeah, C H is the main guy, but I think there was somebody above Pacheco. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it'd probably be McKinnon would be. Yeah, it's McKinnon. Um, yeah, he got six or no, he got eleven rushing opportunities. I mean, keep your eye on pretty good. CH is also a fucking fraud. Hey, still waiting for that to happen. <laughs> it's kind of happening. Um, but yeah, not much out on, on the waivers. This is like, uh, even with injuries, there's not, not really much out there. And in the deeper league, a lot of the backups are already owned. Yeah, that's the thing is you're going to pick them up and, and stash them. And, you know, if you're if you're a really good backup, if you're, a, you know, a Naeem Hines, a, even a Rashad White, uh Mike Boone, uh, Tyler Algier, these guys that are going down, you know, you're gonna, they're gonna be owned. 
because you're going to be waiting for it, especially the more injury-prone. Be like, I know I picked up Tyler Algier because I was just waiting for Corderell to go out at the draft. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pick him up because Corderell will be out for a number of games this season. Right. All right, so if you did that, GG's, good job. Um, and if you're stuck without a running back right now, Mike, hit, hit me up. Yeah. You want come out? I got Tyler Algier with your name on it, buddy. <laughs> Fuck that. All right, I guess we could get into the matchups for the week now. I, I wrote down here, George is back in the win column against the lower scorer this week, Jerry. So I do have a message from Jerry. Uh, let me pull that up right now. So, yeah, you know, I was, uh, I was a lower scorer this week. Happens, you know. Team dominated the past few weeks, and I, I think just needed a break. You know, I messaged each of them on social media, said, hey, appreciate the hard work. Take it easy this week. <laughs> Take a breather, and I'll prepare for the rest of the season. And that's what they did, you know. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So that's that. I'm moving past the week. What am I going to do moving forward? I'm down to make some moves. Look at my team. Throw some offers out. Everybody's for sale for the right price. Um, you know, next two weeks look to be, you know, It'll be challenging. Got Adam and Craig, but after that, I think I got Micaiah, Leo, and Vlad, so that's an easy 3-0. Jesus. So, <laughs> you know, if I can be Craig or Adam, you know, at least one of them, I know that Micaiah, Leo, and Vlad are all easy matchups for me. So, not really too concerned after, nice you know, having a low-scoring week and really telling my team to take it easy because I want everybody to have a fighting chance. Um Look forward to the next few weeks, but like I said, I'm open open to make moves, you know? And look at the teams. Everybody's up. I can use um could use a wide receiver. Send me your offers. Wow. It's a lot of a lot of shit talking there for, for a guy whose team is overperforming week to week. But okay. Hey, you know, you know he seems pretty confident that he can beat you, Leo, and Vlad back-to-back. Yeah, I don't know where that confidence <laughs> is coming from, to be honest. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, I, I personally don't see where it's coming from because you have a good team. Vlad has a good team. You know who has a really good team? Leo. Leo has a – this team blows me away. This man. This man is not ever going to listen to a podcast ever again. Just, like <laughs> – I just I think it might be the best in the league. Honestly, on paper, you wouldn't be wrong. He has a chance at his team being like probably like the best in the league. The problem is they're not performing like their names. No, don't names, don't you know? don't bad mouth Leo. I'm not on this podcast. I I'm I'm literally saying <laughs> what's what the truth. I'm you over here uh lying. <laughs> No, you're you're making it you're making him feel like like his team is not that like it's okay, man. Your team is good. It, it's knowing damn well he's zero and four. It's so good though. We don't gotta lie to him. He's a, <laughs> he's a grown man. The team is not looking too good, but on paper it's a good team. They just haven't come through this season. It is. I I <clears throat> I, I don't want to shit on Leo's team too much. We went over it last week. We know he's not performing. Yeah, every other week we could do it, but every what week. I, what uh, I want to shit on is Larry's team. 
we'll, we'll get into his his matchup uh, a little bit uh, later. But yeah, Jerry. Uh, although he's he sounds confident, he's out here like almost pleading for for offers. He's like, I need a I need a wide receiver. Well, I'll make some moves. I'll make moves for me, please. Well, the thing is, that's what I heard. The thing is with Jerry is I can't blame him for losing because George guaranteed a win. That's true. You can't really do much. Like at that point, you might as well just bench. When everybody. George guarantees a win, what are you gonna do? Win? You look like a dick. You really do. You can't yeah. make a guy a liar like that. Exactly. So, so I'm happy for everybody. I'm happy that I'm happy that Jerry had the foresight to look forward and tell his team to take a break, and and I'm glad that George could pull off the win. And just imagine if if George had the foresight to play J.K. Dobbins. Sit <laughs> fucking. I mean, it was already a sixty-point win. It would have been. It's 80. a pretty. That's yeah, <laughs> pretty dominant. Uh, but no, like like I've been saying, besides obviously Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, that's kind of an anomaly combining for sixteen points. But Amari Cooper, one point nine, fucking. I won't. Drake London's okay. Uh, three point seven. Garrett Wilson is not gonna have like a crazy performance like he did a couple weeks ago again like that, but might. Mm, I, I don't know. He probably will not. I have to. <clears throat> Zach Wilson's back. He's too busy with the milfs, um, to really focus on he, football. He's so got the same last name, so he, you know. Ch still not proving that he's a fraud. He's coming through for him. Yeah. Uh, James Conner kind of kind of average. Ch is a fucking fraud. He said, and at that rate, so is James Conner. I'm calling you out. I'm just happiest that Amari Cooper is showing his true colors. As as the power rankings pointed out. This man, 1.9. Four targets. Get out of here. You can expect that going forward, Jerry. Amari Cooper. Might as well bench him now. You can't pick on Amari Cooper. The guy's been put. I can. Fuck that guy. <laughs> the guy's been putting Amari Pooper. bro. Anyway. Uh, Lamar, Lamar <laughs> Jackson didn't work out it, it just what can i say about lamar jackson it just didn't work i mean you're playing a, a great defense in buffalo so i can kind of see you know i can kind of see him having a not the best game he only threw for 144 yards only rushed for 73 you say only but for lamar that's that's his coach you know, also doesn't have any balls they could have fucking they could have kicked the field goal, but instead they had Lamar go for it and he threw an interception. You know, everyone saw it. Marcus Peters saw it. <laughs> Marcus Peters saw it. Uh, yeah, I mean, rough, rough for them. And Lamar's rarely gonna have a game like that again. Let me see when uh when I play Jerry, he Lamar's going up against the Giants, so I'm probably gonna get cooked. Not a not a fun. I'm not looking forward to that. I will say. Um. Next matchup, we had a blowout. Vlad, once again, with a blowout against uh, James. Actually, no, it wasn't. One, but it's not a blowout. No, I, I not quite. We'll, we'll be talking to James. <clears throat> it's actually going to be the first time we ever have a guest on the pod who lost their week. Yeah, what a privilege, huh? But he still dropped 150, which is more than most of you house. It, I think I had wrote it down as a blowout because at the time... Brady wasn't playing too well, and Vlad was projected for like one eighty, and my and um yeah, and James was only at like nine. Yeah, but like then Sunday night, yeah, Brady dropped twenty eight, Fournette dropped nineteen, 
a little a little interleague talk here. But in my other league, I was losing. I had Niners defense on Brandon Ayuk, and they got me. And I was losing by like forty, and they got me like thirty-two points. And then when I came back, I had like and looked at it this morning, I was like, holy shit, I almost won. What's what happened here? It, it was a, a fun game to watch, and also a little bit sad for for me, but it buried you a little bit because. Uh, well, we'll get into your matchup. James lost by eighteen, but we'll we'll go over. Uh, I guess that matchup when when he joins us a little bit more. How will we jump into a <clears throat> matchup between Huey, Huey and Leo? Huey and Leo. Huey came out with the win, one thirty six over one thirteen. I actually had hope that Leo was going to win this week. Um, it, it wasn't looking too bad. Yeah, it looked like he might. I think the one thing that. No, one thing that really killed him, I think, was that big ass like seventy-five yard touchdown run that uh, Damian Pierce had, along with Allen Robinson again not being a factor in the Rams' offense. Like, I actually watched the full game, and I, he wasn't even looking over at Allen Robinson's size. The one times he did was when he just took a shot at like the end zone at like the pylon, looking for like a for maybe a flag to be tossed or something on like a third and long. But just not a factor at all in that offense. So that's really that's really hurting um, uh, Leo's team, especially for I think he Allen Robinson might have been like a third, fourth round pick for him. I feel like so, the, the reoccurring joke of what keeps happening on Leo's team. I've been watching it week after week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shitting on Leo's team. It's just this part's funny. He started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started Cam Akers. Week one and week four, where he put up a combined one point three points, and he didn't start him week two or three, where he put up like twenty combined points. Jeez, man! He started Allen Robinson pretty um, reliably every week, and um, you know, I guess he's put up what like twenty four points over uh, four games, and one of them was like a fifteen or six point sixteen point game. Yeah. Most of his games have been good, but I think I mean once uh once DeAndre Hopkins comes back, he can really consider just fucking benching Allen Robinson until he does something, or maybe considering him in the flex position with all his other players. If uh, if Traylon Burks is hurt, I might consider starting him over Allen Robinson at this point. <laughs> Honestly, though, <laughs> Allen Robinson, man. That that's just hurt. That hurts, and like it's funny because he was one of the guys that I was targeting in the draft, and when Leo took him, I'm like, fuck, like I kind of really wanted. It. I, I kind of believed in him in this. Well, year. everyone kind of thought with, with losing ball. OBJ and Van Jefferson, the the Allen Robinson was gonna be like mega like star, uh, and everyone and like the Cooper Cup secret was kind of like out. So it's like, oh, can't go back to Cooper Cup, but they proved that they can go back to Cooper Cup. <laughs> And they do over and 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 over again. Ten times more. Two hundred. Two hundred times more. Five hundred times. What do you? Oh, oh, that video. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the Marshawn one. Marshawn Lynch is actually true gold. Marshawn Lynch is fucking comedy, man. My favorite was uh. When he was just talking nonsense in the interview. Like, what's your favorite song? Juice by Lil Boosie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the greats. 
that's looking at Leo's team. On the other side, McCaffrey finally hit what? I think this is the first week he hits twenty over twenty points. No, is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Wow, he's been performing well though. And that was mostly from receiving because he only had eight rushes for twenty-seven yards. Yeah, it looks like he brought in nine of nine targets, eighty-one yards receiving touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, mostly came from that, and that's how you're supposed to fucking use McCaffrey. I don't know if the Panthers know that. Well, the problem is it's hard to pass it to McCaffrey nine times when you have Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. Because it's hard to do anything when you have Baker Mayfield. Hard for Baker Mayfield to make nine completions in a game. Jalen Hurts didn't have the best week; only had fifteen. So again, Leo had a chance if his, you know, just one more player put up maybe their projected numbers. Because yeah, the. Whenever you get a 15-pointer from Jalen Hurts, who's been, what, 30-plus every week? Yeah, it's um, pretty, pretty consistent. He, he's dropped, I think, 30 the last two weeks at least. Yeah. I think he went into Monday with a little bit of hope. Corn uh, Sutton has just been super consistent. 11, 19, 17, 16. Still... So hurts that I wasn't able to get him, but that's that's okay. Uh, the rookie Jahan Dotson looking great for Washington. Yeah, Romeo Dobbs looking good. Uh, yeah, well, that's about it from from Huey's team. And that's uh, Huey, Huey came out with a win after what three injuries, two injuries. So you had Keenan Allen that didn't play, um, and then he also has Swift who's out. So. He went a couple of injuries on his team. Huey came out with the win over Leo. <clears throat> uh, I'm, I'm looking, and the only thing he really could have done different is started Tyler Higby over uh, over Darren Waller, and you know you're you're probably not gonna do that. No, I wouldn't. Have. You should probably try to look at actually how Higby's the ranked number five. Yeah, he's not. He's a solid tight end option. So the way Kyle Pitts is playing, I might look at uh, trading for for a tight end. Uh, if I was Leo, Kyle Pitts is uh he's on Leo's trade block. Yes, I don't know if everybody wants him. You're probably not gonna get much for him, Leo. If I if I'm being honest, uh, another matchup we had, uh, another zero and four team. Now you had <laughs> you you sh- you were shitting on his team a little bit earlier. Larry is now zero and four, lost to Mike. Um, yeah, I said it wasn't personal. It's not personal if you know you're listening to a podcast. It's not. But if you're not, it's not personal about your team. If you if you don't if you don't listen to the podcast, it's personal because you don't listen to the podcast. Obviously, he had the Jonathan Taylor injury that we talked about earlier. Trevor Lawrence, as you mentioned, is not the guy. I mean, it might just be because it was Philly. Philly has a pretty solid defense this year. Because the last two weeks, he put up twenty seven and twenty. He has Houston coming up, so I think it might just be like a really bad week for. Trevor oh yeah, I want to be Lawrence. on record saying I like Trevor Lawrence. Actually, uh, I, I just wanted to talk my shit. Maybe he is the guy. Maybe he is the guy. Uh, Trevor, I do think there's maybe some better QB options out there. Um, for example, looking at the, um, the, I don't know, just like week by week. Uh, you know, I think that. Do you know Smith? No, I think Carson Wentz at, at Tennessee is a good option. I I thought Geno Smith at who the fuck did they play Detroit was actually a good option too. 
I actually had Geno Smith in of my FanDuel lineup, and I I won some cashola. So, very good insight on your part. Hey man, when when you play a shitty team and you're on a shitty team, you're bound to just throw the ball around. When you get guys like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf that will catch the ball when you throw it to them, you're gonna put up some numbers, even if you're Geno Smith. So I think you know he can he can stick with Lawrence for a little bit. Um, because you're looking at a quarterback for the whole season, like Trey Lance isn't going to be back this year, so yeah. And their their schedule doesn't look too difficult, right? You got Houston, Indy, the Giants, Denver, um, the Raiders, Kansas City. Like you, don't, you have easy easier matchups than most quarterbacks out on the waiver wire. So yeah, and and I like Trevor Lawrence, and I actually do think he he is good as much as I was talking shit. Um, and I do actually think that he has good receivers as well. I think um, Eric Ebron is a good tight end. I think that um, – fuck, is that the guy? Is it Ebron or is it Engram? I think it's Engram. Fuck, so close. The wide receiver on that team that may be named Ebron or Engram. The wide receiver? The tight end. Or tight end. <laughs> fuck it up. I was like, I'm, you, you I'm losing about? it. Right, you thinking of Christian I'm Kirk? I'm also talking about the wide receivers, though. That's what I wanted to jump into. Is I also think that Christian Kirk is a great receiver and their number one guy, I'd say. I also think yep. that ETN and uh, James Robinson are both uh, capable of catching a lot of balls as well. So he'll have, you know, he'll have that nice little stack because he also has Christian Kirk. Um, so if Trevor Lawrence does pop off again, you got that going. Um, and Christian Kirk last week actually got him a shitload of points. I think together on week three, they put up like a combined between the two of them, like, I don't even know, 30 each, I think. But I think, uh, oh no, it was like 30 from 19. Lawrence and 20 from Kirk. So, yeah. but. You know, Larry didn't fare so well that week because he, I think, faced the high, matchup. He faced the highest score, and you put up 150, and you still lose. Uh, he had Devonte Smith come back down to earth from his 30 point performance. Uh, George Kittle, Kittle double as ever. He got he had he actually called a touchdown yesterday uh, or on Monday night, um, but he stepped out of bounds in the end zone, so it was called back. Who the fuck has? Oh, never mind, I'm an idiot. He's on my team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my guy Deontay. <laughs> he uh, caught a fucking Deontay Johnson on Sunday. A clear as day touchdown. And they, oh yeah, and they yeah. Said, nope. I remember Sorry, not today. We don't feel like giving it. Because they, I think if they would have ruled it a touchdown and then reviewed it, he would have been fine. But they called it incomplete and then they reviewed it, so they were like, uh, "It's not clear enough to overturn." All that bullshit. Yeah, but definitely a touchdown. Uh, definitely would have helped me against Craig. I realize I lost by like seventy points. Craig's team put up almost two hundred. Shut up. Um, but you would have been hyped in the moment. But I would have been hyped right? in the moment, and it would have given me like an extra like ten points. So and that you know that could be the difference of you, you know your seed. I could, um, I could then talk my you. shit at least because I could be like, oh yeah, you want to say I lost? Well, guess what, Leo, my team scored more points than yours, but. But I can't now because Leo can say, "Yo, hey, yo, bitch! My team scored more points than yours." It's a really, it's really just I need these guys to step up so I can talk my shit. I was looking at while well, you were looking that up, looking at 
Larry's bench. This is, I think, the first week he benched Darnell Mooney, and Darnell Mooney had over three points for the first time this year. Yeah, but I would have benched his ass too. I, I would have benched him too. I um, like the Michael Gallup move though. I know, I know he hasn't played yet until this week, but I, I liked when, when he drafted him. I was like, that's. Good. I actually think Michael Gallup is going to be like a strong, especially once Dak comes back. Dak loves Michael Gallup. If if uh, Cooper Rush gives him the job back, he might just be like, nope. Cooper, I'm the quarterback. He'll share. On the other side, Mike, Joe Burrow, twenty-one. Cordell played injured. Now that we're learning that, uh, Javante went out, so they didn't do too much. AJ Brown five for ninety-five, not bad. Uh, you got the stack with T Higgins and Burrow. T Higgins put up twenty-five points. Lots of yardage there. T Higgins is great, man. He's like, I was listening to the other to another podcast, um, and they were like, T Higgins is essentially Jamar value Jamar Chase. You get the same kind of production, but at a lesser value. It's kind of true. I had T. Higgins, I think in this league, maybe, uh, his rookie year, and it was awesome. Yeah, it's – I was – when I was doing my, my mocks and everything, I was – I looked at him, but I wasn't like, uh, I don't know. I don't really feel too confident in him being, you know, that guy with Jamar. I think I was really scared of Jamar taking a lot of the production, but it was wrong there. Well – when you get your ass double covered in every single play, <laughs> somebody else has to catch it. Um, but that's a good thing about being on a team with guys like T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, because at some point those teams are going to be like, "Well, goddamn, somebody somebody cover T. Higgins and Jamar will step <laughs> up." Yeah, Zach Ertz been a pretty solid tight end for him. And if you want an idea um, of how poor Larry and Leo's luck has actually been this season. Like, you know, Larry lost to a team who lost both of their starting running backs this week. So it's it's Ouch. it's just a luck thing. Like, you know, like what are the chances that if both of your opponents starting running backs go out with one with a season ending injury and one with a injury putting him on the IR <laughs> that you're not gonna win. Like it's just it's just bad luck. Yeah, just you know. Hopefully it turns around for them, but right now it's not looking pretty. Not looking pretty. Somebody's going to have to wear that skirt. EJ Moore finally stepping up. It's nice to see that. I don't know if we mentioned that. Oh, on, the, on Larry's yeah, team. Yeah, on Larry's team. Sorry. I, I, I didn't know if we mentioned him or not, but um, I haven't yeah, really, I'm really starting to get worried about his health um, or my health because he wasn't doing well. And uh, I was just glad to see him put up more than like four points. Shout out, shout out DJ Moore on Larry's team. Shout out DJ Moore. Fuck DJ Moore. Same thing. Yeah, no, he's not <laughs> one of your guys. Not, not, a, not my guy at all. Him and Amari Cooper, your two favorites. I guess we could go into your, your matchup. My blow. Um, you actually, you actually got blown. The I fuck got blown out. the fuck up. Craig's team put up 180 points. Anybody would have got blown the fuck up. Took you, uh, took you down a peg after being undefeated. You know what? I, I. I stand in solidarity with my brothers because I know that everybody with the exception of maybe maybe Vlad and James who put up over 150 that this would have been a blowout for anyone. Maybe not to the extent of 70 points but it would have been a blowout for anyone. Yeah. Honestly (laughs) the fact that so looking at the rest of the team I feel like he could be pretty confident with playing fucking Jared Goff. 
as his quarterback after what Derek Goff didn't do jack shit last week. Well, he he got fourteen. I forget who he started last week when we were talking to him. Yeah, it was Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, yeah. So, I mean, Jared Goff, that fucking game is just that was nuts. It was fucking insane. So, thirty-seven from Jared Goff. Josh Jacobs with a crazy performance as well. Thirty-four fucking points. Either of them are good. Jared Goff's okay. I'm not gonna say Jared Goff's bad. Josh Jacobs is not a good running back. Uh, Rashad Penny. I mean, that's just a product of that game uh, and how it went. Diggs, kind of mediocre performance with 10 points. Waddle didn't do much, obviously, with Bridgewater coming in. Um, CD Lamb finally back at, I guess, like his draft value, you could say. And then Travis Kelsey doing what Travis Kelsey does. Fucking <laughs> being the, the main option in that offense and just being the best tight end. I'd just like to say my piece for... Jalen Waddell and James Robinson. Um, just want to thank you for having very mediocre games and stopping the absolute beatdown and on that I was massacre. feeling. <laughs> I, I was feeling massacred and I was feeling disappointed. And, and most of all, most of all, I was feeling sad. And I'm just happy. Did you see them both get a touchdown back to back? And you're like. <laughs> Oh, it was wow. bad. I it's... was watching it and like I was watching Red Zone. It was just like CD Lamb touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. <laughs> Josh Jacobs touchdown. I was like, dude, what? What is happening? I was just winning. <laughs> <laughs> Your percentage of winning goes from like seventy to thirty, and you're like, oh. I was like steadily at like a fifty-two percent chance of winning, and I was like, oh, fifty-fifty game, fifty-fifty game. It was like four minutes later, it's just like eighty twenty. I was like, what just happened? We had on your side, Kyler Murray. Not all yards, but he had three touchdowns. Yeah. It was uh, his best performance of the year, I think. Or uh, really, best. and uh, I'm grateful for it because he's been a little disappointing. Mixon being, I mean, solid, solid Re- reliable. Mixon is old, reliable. Tyreek back at. Although he didn't have two for most of the game, he did he did his part in twenty five. Deontay Johnson, how do you feel about Deontay Johnson? I think Deontay Johnson is straight up a top fifteen receiver. Okay, okay, he's ranked thirty nine. Well, right I know now, so. where I know he's ranked. <laughs> I know. I'm, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I got it. Uh, yeah, he had twelve, thirteen, sixteen, and four. Yeah, he just a down week. Who knows? Who knows how much that changed with uh, Kenny Pickett? Nah, they just need to practice. Kenny Pickett will love him. I know it. Get some breakfast. Two peas in a pot. Just hang out all the time. So he's like, Dude, "You're my breakfast best friend." Together now. works. I e Cooper Cup. I e Cooper Cup. Master Stafford. Yeah. Uh, Pittman. Not. Not what you want to see out of him. No, and I I kind of get it with Pittman a little bit. You know, it was a down mm-hmm. week. He he did well last week in his return from injury. Um, you know, game script didn't give him much. They weren't on offense all that much. He only had six targets. He brought in half of them. Uh, Tennessee's defense is really good. You know, he brought in eight receptions at, against Kansas City the week before. It's not going to happen every week for him. Dawson Knox, seven. Better than uh, you having a Cole Komet on your team. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, we got James here. What's going on, oh, James bro? is here. James, how how you doing, bro? Good, good, boys. How, how about you guys? I'm doing all right, you know. Uh, 
just going over going over all the matchups here. Um, you had a particularly heartbreaking matchup this week against <laughs> against Vlad. Yeah, uh, I mean, anytime you you score 150 points, you'd expect to win by at least I don't know 15, 20, and put up 150, and I get 20 piece pretty much. So <laughs> whatever. I mean, yeah, it's tough. It it's it's not even that his team went nuts like his team did what they were supposed to do it's just tj hawkinson just ruined my life <laughs> it's just, Literally. It's that's TJ all hawkinson. it was that's all it is like and the worst Lordy. part is is he had david njoku in for literally the whole week like i keep like i watch the I, I keep an eye on my matchup all week see if he's making any any changes you know like when i'm making changes and I see David Njoku's in there all, all week, and then Sunday morning I get up to go to the Freiburg Fair, and I decide to, to check my matchup at the Freiburg Fair, and TJ Hawkins is in his lineup. And I'm like, ah, whatever. <laughs> and then it, But you're not, you're not thinking like, oh, that's going to be the difference maker in this no, I'm No, I'm not thinking he's going to score 40 freaking points. So oh, my God. It's, just, it's unfortunate, and especially, like, I really needed to win, too. I would have been 2-2. Two and two. And now I'm reeling for yeah. a win. So one and three. I will say yeah. I, I'm pretty unique. I'm, I'm the only one and three team now. So that's something nobody will ever be able to do this year. <laughs> uh, I mean, what do you what do you think is going to happen for the rest of the season at, at one and three? You're going to have to go on a, on a bit of a run. I mean, it it's different at the, at the start of the season because, like, last year I was three and one. And then I lost a couple in a row, and or I think I lost three out of four, and then I won three out of four. So like, anything could happen. It's just the first few games. I'm really, I'm not actually that worried. Like I know George went out and said, "Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna get a win. He's guaranteeing a win against Adam." I'm gonna guarantee two wins in a row. I'm gonna get back to five hundred. Two wins in a row. Wow. I'm gonna get back to five hundred. George, I'm taking George pulled off his win though. George did. He he handled Jerry pretty handily. Jerry, that's what it was, not Adam. He so, beat him by like sixty points, so it was a pretty authoritative I, win. I I think that was mostly Jerry's team just not showing up. I mean, Lamar Jackson was he he was yeah. on he was on pace for a decent game, and all of a sudden he ends up with like thirteen points. And then Mark, him and him and Mark Andrews, yeah, Mark Andrews didn't help him either. So he just had a bad week. I don't think it was. I mean, George ended up having a, a pretty decent uh, score total. I think didn't he have like one hundred and thirty or something? One forty. One forty. So, I mean, that's still pretty good. That's probably 10 points at least over his projection. Everybody's usually around, like, 133 or so. Yeah, this you got the next two matchups. You got Adam. I got Craig. Uh, and you got Craig. Uh-huh. Craig might be a problem. <laughs> I, I like my chances this week just because I have a, a, a lot of really good matchups. Like, I got Tom, Chris Godwin, and Lenny all going against Atlanta. Atlanta's given up 127 yards a game to starting running backs. So, I mean, and even if somehow they get down to Atlanta, which I don't think they will, he's still going to get the passing volume. Just like, I mean, he had negative three yards last last week or this week, whatever, and still ended I mean, up with 18 points. As long as he doesn't throw the Mike Evans, you'll be okay because that's what I fucking had to face. Yeah, but I have Tom. It was not fun. But I, have, I have Tom Brady too, so, I mean, it's not going to be as bad. Yeah, it'll kind of like negate. Yeah, it. I mean, it's PPR now. It, it's gonna give him more points, but it's not gonna be as bad as as if like I didn't have Tom Brady starting. I'm definitely gonna start Tom against Atlanta. That doesn't. I'm just hoping he goes to Godwin more than he does Evans. Godwin and Evans both had ten targets, so 
You got a your projected win by four right now. Yeah. I he has he has some decent matchups too. He, his his players are going up against some easy easy teams. I, I feel like some weak defenses. So yeah, it might be a close one I got, for, for you. I, I'm hoping Derrick Henry has like one of those games where he gets like 150 yards, three touchdowns. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully, I mean he's he's playing he's been playing a lot better recently. So ever since I traded for him, he's been putting in work. So I'm still waiting for that game where he goes off and has 200 yards and like a 95 yard touchdown now james let me ask do you feel bad that you traded javante williams <laughs> honestly like mike's brothers even helped him like helped me talk him into that trade too it's it's that's the funniest <laughs> wow. part like, yo, <laughs> wow i mean i i don't think it was a, unreal it wasn't even a bad trade at the start i mean i gave him t higgins and javante williams Everybody expected Javante to run away with that backfield. Honestly, the reason I traded him, I hate having the double backfields. Like Deke Pollard, the Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Javante and uh and Melvin Gordon. I just I hate those. I want somebody like that's the only reason I'm holding on to Najee Harris right now. He gets all the work. So I'm just I'm hoping that volume is is king with that. And I mean, I do kind of feel bad because he literally I feel worse because he lost Patterson too. Like I sent him the trade, and then he tried to put me on blast in, in the group chat. And everybody was like, yo, Mike, that's a really good trade. What do you mean? Honestly, it was it was a fair trade. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be fine. Yeah, I, it, it worked out for me. <laughs> for you. <laughs> for you, it definitely did. Uh, and, I mean, it's interesting, too, because looking at your team, at the start of the year, everybody said that you had, like, the best drafted team. And now looking at your one and three, I just – it's must be you know looking at it you must just be like what the fuck is going on yeah the the but. first round i really i didn't expect camara to go that fast and i the whole time like every mock i did i was like there's no way Najee or cook or it's gonna be there so i'm gonna end up with mixon and i was like ah, i don't know how i feel like he had a great year last year but i don't know if he's gonna be able to do it again and when you took camara i'm like oh shit Najee, Najee got <laughs> So I took Najee, not even thinking about Mixon, and now I'm wishing I took Mixon because Najee, I mean, not performing. Just be happy you don't have fucking Kamara. I would much rather have Mixon at this uh, this point in the season. I mean, I'd rather have Najee than Kamara. Bad. Uh, <laughs> the the I know late time, unactive uh, the inactives, really. Oh, I fucking I was I was telling Ryan earlier. I fucking woke up. I set an alarm for nine because I was I was like some fuckery is gonna happen. <laughs> And he's oh, no indication at all that he was like, oh, possibly not playing. So I was like, set an alarm at nine. I woke up at like nine oh five. Camara out. Searched him immediately, and I was like, fuck this. I knew this it. This is why I trust. I'm fucking genius. I know Ryan usually asks our guests a question here, so I'll, I'll let him ask you or anything else that he, he might. Yeah, I uh, well, I have two questions actually. One's uh, very legitimate, and uh, I just want to know like your foresight when you make trades because. I'm looking at some of the trades you've made this season, and uh, not that they're unfair trades in any way, but you've now traded, um, you know, Javante Williams, who is out for the season, and you've traded James Robinson, who now people are kind of getting pessimistic about because it looks like they're starting to split carries between him and ETN, and he's kind of losing the spark that he started the season with. So it's like, do you see these things coming, or is it just dumb luck? 
honestly, it's, it's it's mostly dumb luck. The whole James Robinson thing, I didn't think that he was going to be able to sustain it. I was wrong through the first three weeks. I mean, last week, I think I think he's going to be fine going forward. But the, the thing with Robinson, I wanted to trade him as soon as he had value because I got him in like the 12th or 13th round or something like that. So as soon as I could trade him, as soon as he had value, I wanted to trade him just in case like the next week he puts up a dud, then I'm not going to get anything for him. So I tried to, I tried to trade him when he had the most value. Craig was having a really tough time after week one with the running backs. I think his running Penny did nothing. Jacobs did nothing. So he was, uh, I texted him. I was like, yo, do you, do you maybe want James Robinson? He was like, dude, I need him. So I was like, all right. So he, he ended up getting Thielen in the sixth. So at that point, like being so close to the draft, I'm looking at it as just traded my 12th round pick for a sixth round pick. So, I mean, that's kind of what was going in my going on in my head. But and James Robinson's been really good. He's had one bad game. I think James Robinson's going to be fine going forward. They He's too good to not give the ball to. I mean, ETN just hasn't proved himself. Um, but it's also – it's PPR now, but ETN really hasn't done anything yet. So – yeah, and some could say the same about Thielen, too, because when you traded for him, he had only had single-digit games, and he's now put up, uh, I think, 15-plus two weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Thielen, Thielen I, I was trying to – I think I was going more for the name with Thielen. I mean, even being hurt last year, I think he missed, like, five games last year. In the last two seasons, I think he's got, like, 24 touchdowns in, in the red zone or something like that. Or he's got 24 total touchdowns. So I think I was just going for the ceiling of maybe, you know, the Vikings offense now led by the the Rams offensive coordinator from last year. They have a whole new system, the Cooper Cup like system. Uh, I was hoping that, you know, Thielen could turn into like the OBJ from last year. Um, so, I mean, Thielen's been decent. Uh, I honestly, I don't even have him in my lineup as of right now. I'm going back and forth between him and Terry just because Terry has a really good matchup coming up. So. He's facing Tennessee. There's no Dotson. Dotson pulled his hammy, so he's gonna get more, even more targets as if he he wasn't already the one in the on the team. But um, I, I'm probably gonna end up going Terry. But I mean, Thielen, you know, any, anybody could get hurt. So I, I still I I would make that trade again. But I mean, Robinson is still he, he's gonna kill it. He's gonna crush. It. He's too good to to not play. I agree with you there. And the question I like to ask everybody is um, just, you know, I'm sure you've heard just through the grapevine, um, but how do you feel about the possibility of, um, you know, Leo really handing over the reins of the league to Vlad? I, I, just, I just hate all the shit he's talking. Oh, my God, it's pissing me off so bad. <laughs> he's, he's, I'm letting him get in my head way too much. <laughs> Vlad is just, and it's funny because this is the first year he's ever played fantasy, so he doesn't know heartbreak yet. So he's he's going to find out real quick when he has like two or three losses this season. He's got like 12 wins, eight in a row, and then all of a sudden his first playoff game, he puts up 50 points. He doesn't know that pain yet. So I don't know. He, he could talk all the shit he wants now. He's, he's three and one. He beat me. He's one of two people that would have beat me last week. So, it's what wow. it happens. Winner, you know, beginner's luck. It'll it'll fade out. I'm confident it'll fade out. It'll fade. It'll fade. Uh, yeah, I know you you are going to the gym, so I'll let you go here. But 
any last words you want to say to the to the rest of the league or anybody else that might be listening? Uh, yeah, Adam and Craig, you're going down, and Leo, uh, I know you've been really salty lately. It's okay. Right. It's going to be okay. 0-4 is not that big of a deal. It could be worse. You could be in Mike's spot and have absolute running back. <laughs> I mean, at least you got Dalvin Cook, bro. For the True. He could turn around. You never know. He goes on like a eight win in a row fucking thing and he's you, in the playoffs. You could literally win six games in a row just as easily as you lose four in a row. So I wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't count anybody out at this point. Bubba's done it and won the fucking Bubba, <laughs> championship. Bubba always got in at like six and seven or like five and eight. I think he was five and eight one time and he got in as the sixth seed. And I faced him that year because I was the one seed. And I literally had the most stacked lineup I think I've ever had in fantasy football. And my team literally didn't, not one person put up a touchdown on my team. I remember it was like Le'Veon Bell. It was like the year DeMarco Murray went nuts. Tom Brady's Super Bowl year against the Falcons. Like I was stacked and I literally didn't have a single touchdown. And he smoked me. Oh, God, no. So that's that's fantasy football. Anything can happen. So I don't think anybody... anything can happen. Just keep the hope alive, Leo. Yeah. You're already here. It'll be okay. All right, man. All right, boys. Take care. Cool, cool, cool. Word. So that was James. Always, uh, was it wasn't the highest scoring team, but he did put up a good amount of points. And, you know, we, we like to try to get different people on, on the podcast, at least until at least everybody's gone on and then we can start recycling guests. Yeah. We, we already heard from Craig who scored the highest amount. Um, and I think James, uh, oh, and we already heard from Vlad who was second. So I think James was uh third after that. So we went with him, even though he had a losing matchup. Uh, it's always good to hear maybe some insight on what happened. And it's funny cause when we had Jerry on, he was the highest scorer the next week. And then we had, uh, well, we had Craig on. And then when Craig was the highest scorer, we had already had him on, so he sort of slow. Back-to-back weeks, we would have had back-to-back uh, guests. So what you're saying is we're rocket-strapping people to the moon, exactly. and if you show up on the pod, you know? I, I'd hate like, to be ha- Adam I'm, right now. That's all I'm saying. Have the face James. Like, the way the trend is going, James is going to be the highest scorer next week, and we're not going to be able to have yeah. him on. <laughs> we're going <have> to <laughs> we're gonna have to look for someone else. Did we finish going up you over over you yep. and Christ? we can be finished with it. <laughs> yeah. It can be we can be done. You can just move on to your matchup. <laughs> yeah, and uh and then my matchup I think was the the closest this week. Um, it was a close one. Fuck man. Fuck. So obviously we started off the week with me, you know, having the genius, the insight, the Everything you know, benching Camara because I set my alarm and it said he was going to be out. Dude, then I was stuck genius. with the choice of fucking genius. Then I was stuck with the choice of do I play McKissick or do I play Ramondre? And I was like, everything that I looked up said Ramondre is a better play. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but like McKissick's been, and maybe he, I feel like he's due for like a receiving touchdown. I feel like he's due, so I played him. And then the other move, Gerald Everett was in my tight end spot. And I told you this last week, I don't like playing two of the same, like, receiving type players. On, on, they're on the same team because I already have Williams, Mike Williams. So I took him out, put a Hayden Hurts in. 
Thursday, he called like a miracle touchdown at the end of the game, and I was like fucking hyped. I was like, let's go. That saves it saves it. And it's looking like a better play. And then Sunday, Everett gets 17, which would have been. So the difference between me playing Ramondre and Everett instead of McKissick and Hertz would have gave me the win. Yeah, that that would have given me a big win. Including um I think I would have won by two points. Or if you know Josh Allen had a little bit of a better game. Or even um Rashad Bateman was a big disappointment that whole that whole offense. Yeah, that Rashad Bateman, I, I keep him in my flex because of his like big play ability. Yeah, going into Monday, so I was down about forty points with Debo Samuel and, and Jeff Wilson. Um and he still had the San Fran kicker. So I'm like fuck. So I'm kind of like kind of fighting against against the current here. And Debo started going off. I was like, let's fucking go. Uh Wilson had broke off like a thirty yard touchdown run. I'm like, it's looking okay. It's looking okay. And then I think both Wilson and Debo had a chance to score like in like the third end of the third, early fourth. And neither one of them went in. That's when they threw the kiddo and he was out. Right. And I, who ended up? Oh, they ended up, I think, settling for a field goal. And I was like, "Fuck, man, yeah, that's that's, that's the worst." Because again, he has the the San Fran kicker, so I was like, "Okay, so that's three points for him." And then at the end of the game, I'm like, you know, maybe I get a just a little bit more production out of Debo and, and Wilson. And what do you know? Matt Stafford throws a pick six, and that that sealed it. That sealed my yeah my fate, and I was I was out. But I was you know overall I was happy with my the performances I was getting. Mike Williams nineteen, Brandon Cooks eighteen. Obviously, Debo went off. And the funny <clears> thing <throat> is, Adam, uh, for you know for what it's worth, you know um, I'm not sure what he's looking at and what kind of weed he's smoking when he starts his team, but he had the 49ers bench on. Or the forty, yeah, the forty nine ers defense on his bench. Um, I don't think I would have started the forty nine ers defense or the uh, Chicago defense. I mean, I would have started forty nine ers over them. But uh, I think he's just looking at the uh, the Rams firepower and thinking most you know, likely maybe don't want to go against. I mean, that. I get the matchups. The Giants are a more promising matchup on the defense than the Rams for sure. But I think mm-hmm. that San Francisco's defense is just too good. It's it's just. I don't think I think a lot of people think that San Fran's defense has fallen off, but I really don't think it has. Oh, they're pretty good. Six, thirteen, nine, and twenty-two. They had seven sacks last night. And he also had Miles Sanders on his bench, which I can't blame him. Well, maybe yeah, I can I blame him I a saw little that. bit. I, Miles Sanders, the way he's been playing. You know, I, I think maybe you start him over a Melvin Gordon, maybe you start him over a Kareem Hunt. But it's a tough call. I would have definitely started him over Melvin Gordon. Yeah. So, you know, you came close, but in all reality, it should have been a lot different of a game. And if Adam starts, uh, you know, if, if Adam starts Miles Sanders and the San Francisco defense, we might be talking to him tonight. Right. Nonetheless, uh, not happy with the outcome. Uh, not a bad performance, per se, from, from my team, but. Now we are two and two, along with a multitude of other teams, but the only one in the West 
right now I think I'm looking at um, what I'm eighth right now. I think overall, yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to string together a few wins if I if I want to even get into the playoffs. Um, the lucky part is you got you got a few wins between you and Leo. You got a win over James. So you know, Adam, Huey, and Vlad all take an L next week, and you know you're right back in in the tie for first. And I am playing Huey next week, so there you go. That'll be double. So it's possible for all three of them to take an L. Right now, I am projected to lose by three points. Might have to make some changes. I have Larry next yeah. week, so I'm obviously scared about losing to an 0-4 team. He's due, so, so <laughs> yeah. I'm worried. If I was going to choose yeah, the 0-4 point, team uh, that I had to play, I would choose Leo. Again, it's nothing personal. I'm, I'm just I'm just yes, talking man. about points four in the points four category. Uh, you know, Larry, Larry's below me, but he is not by far the lowest. Yeah, so uh, I'd say the power rankings are, are looking a little bit different. Obviously, we're not going to do them this week. Um, I did, like, move them around a little bit, but next week we'll definitely have, have those up for, for everyone. Um, I feel like it's going to be quite different than than the first uh, than week three power rankings. Yeah, definitely going to be different. All right, so th- those were all the matchups for the week. Um, right now I, I have uh, – the match of the week coming up, I feel like, has to be Batista versus Batista. Leo versus Vlad. The commish versus what's looking like the rookie manager of the year. It's going to be an interesting, interesting matchup to, to, to be watching uh, on Sunday or throughout the week. Yeah, that has to be. Has to be the matchup. We'll have more, we'll have more not, coverage on that. It's not looking pretty as of now. 32-point differential in Vlad's favor. Oof. Leo, you're the older brother. You're gonna have to figure something out. You can't let yeah, him do this. Get it thing. under control. This is your league. We'll have a have a graphic up for for everyone by the time this episode goes up. But match of the week: Batista versus Batista. Definitely gonna be looking at that. Um, a trade block. I don't think much has changed. I think most people have. You know. Whoever had their team up for sale, like Leo said, he everybody's up for for grabs. Uh, James was talking about Najee moving Najee, yeah. So not much on the trade block. I don't know if you wanted to make any moves or anything. Like um, I've been discussing it with people, so Ooh. we'll see if uh. Why not? You want to dish it out? On if any, side? yeah, sure. You want me to? I, I, I will. will. Give get a, give a little bit of an edge to uh, sure. those who listen to the podcast. Uh, sure. So me and James have been talking. Um. So it kind of started, you know, I threw him an offer, um, you know, and yeah, I probably threw him an offer that wasn't completely in his favor. Um, you know, so I, I offered him, I offered him AJ Dillon, um, Noah Brown and Joe Mixon for Lenny and DK Metcalf. So, uh, yeah, probably lowballed them a little mm-hmm. bit, see when I can get out of them. A little bit. So, um... That's where you get the counter offers in. Exactly. We were talking. We eventually forth. got to a point where it looked like maybe we were going to do uh, Lenny and Thielen for Joe Mixon straight up. Uh, I was okay, happy-ish okay. with that. Um, 
you know, that would have left me with some options at wide receiver, having Thielen, Tyreek, Amon Ra, Pittman, and Deontay uh, to really make a trade for a, uh, you know, another running back to pair with Leonard Fournette um, and maybe move A.J. Dillon down if he doesn't start performing a little bit better. But uh, we're still talking. We're still working it out. We had had discussions about maybe uh, Deontay and um, looks like Deontay and Mixon for Fournette and DK. And then I said maybe throw Dallas Goddard in there. He didn't like it. Um, so we just we haven't reached anything yet, but we've been in deliberations. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, if anybody wants any of those players, hit these guys up before they're before they're gone, before it's too late. Before it's too late. It's available. So we'll see what happens. Uh, so for our last segment, what were we doing? Are we doing mid or are we doing Twitter? Oh, I was just going to ask if you were like watching any new shows oh. lately. Because uh, I was, I was going to mention, uh, I, I caught up on, so I obviously got up on Atlanta, which I was like a season and a half behind. I'm like, um, and that's, that's pretty Atlanta. good. I'm like you three what? seasons behind. <laughs> you, did you watch? I the watched first like season? the first few episodes, and I I did like it. I just mm. never like got like completely into it. I feel like you would really. Yeah, like I it. I know I did really uh, like it. I watched like probably like the first five episodes, and then I just like never watched it again. But as far as new shows, mm. what are we watching? Um, I don't know. I, I watch like a lot of TV with my girlfriend, so we watch a lot of like network shows, like um, you know, like that. That poppy bullshit. We've been watching Bachelor in Paradise. Good stuff. Been watching uh, Dancing with the Stars. Lo- love it. Oh uh, Survivor just started back up. That's what that's been one of my favorites for a long, long time. I've watched Survivor since I was a kid. You're definitely uh, watching those relationship shows. For There's sure. some relationship goes shows going on, you know. No, but I was saying. Uh... Also, I was watching, or I started a new show on Hulu called The Bear. Oh, yeah, with the kid from Shameless? Yeah, I didn't know, like, where he was from. I, I had a feeling I had seen him before. Um, I looked up, like, his IMDb. But The Bear is pretty good, pretty pretty interesting watch, to be honest. Maybe I'll check it out. Um, I'm trying to think of if there's anything interesting on my watch list of, like, what I'm, like, waiting for it to come out. Um, White Lotus Season 2. Did you watch White Lotus? I have not, no. That was a good one. White Lotus was pretty solid. Um, it was weird, but it was good. Um, you watch uh, House of the Dragon? Nope. You yeah, one? I was too let down by season eight to watch House of the Dragon, though. I was not hyped for House of the Dragon. Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh my god, it's almost... Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I mean, it's... Okay, like, whatever. Like, I'll watch it, mm-hmm. I'll give it a chance, and I'm like... It is not bad. It's like on par with like the good seasons of yeah. I I I will have to check it out and then try to think. Oh, you watching Dahmer? No, that's that's a popular one, but I'm not watching it. Have you watched any of it? Um, I haven't seen it either. I started it. I heard it's really fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) I watched that. Um, I'll probably be watching that. I know the new season of American Horror Story. I don't know why I do it to myself every year, but I do. Starting in a couple weeks. The only one, the only one I saw or watched was the 1984 one because I, I love like the 80s kind of vibes for everything. I actually really like that one. That's one of my favorites. 
yeah, good. I liked it. I liked the the Richard Ramirez aspect of it was really good. See that that whole like the whole demonic satanic shit is like the one thing that always throws me off. So I don't really like like watching stuff yeah. like that. Um, but the rest of it was like pretty cool. Uh, it was an interesting story. Yeah, I, I I don't really know what the season's about. It, they just announced it a couple days ago. It's just called AHSNYC. Um, I think it's like modeling or something. Yeah, like so they haven't really like. There's only been like a couple teasers, but it's definitely New York related. So jump into it, see what happens. But uh, as far as new shows I'm watching, it's really just like the network ones that a lot of people are watching. You watch Abbott Elementary? Nope. I've seen I've seen it, one. but I don't watch it. Oh. Don't like no, it? No, nothing wrong with it. I just haven't it was one of those shows that it came on after something that we watched, um, like last season and we would like watch like ten, fifteen minutes of it and then be like, Oh, like time to go to bed. Like it just wasn't like one of the shows we were <laughs> watching, you know. Might have to give it another chance. I mean, it was just just haven't like fully like dove into it i guess did make me laugh a few times it's pretty funny and then obviously i'm watching all like anything that comes out from like disney or star wars so i'm watching like andor she hulk all that yeah i haven't started i've been so behind and bad on like the marvel stuff and star wars stuff i literally haven't it's watched anything thing, since so. wandavision yeah you got some shows yeah i want to watch loki but you watch those with your girl yeah Loki, I want to watch Loki. I want to. Uh, I, she won't watch it with me most likely because it's not her like style of Marvel movies. But I'd love to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. She's she not like? into like the super like actiony movies and stuff. She more likes like good ones with like a good story. Like she gets like bored with like a lot of fight scenes and stuff. I was just seeing if you had any, any anything new because I feel like this is a time of uh, like when a lot of new shows premiere. So I wanted to see uh there was anything that i might have missed and i I really also wanted to talk about the bear because i saw it and i was like this i want like the next season like right now dude some shows just get you like that yeah man i'm like fucking i need to wait like a long ass time i'm waiting right now for uh how i met your father season two yeah that shit came out like i think earlier this year and the next season isn't coming out until next year. You know what got me really bad with that? That, like, I, like, couldn't wait for the next episode. It was, like, I would, like, stay up to, like, 2 in the morning watching it when I started watching it. Euphoria. Bro. Did you watch it? No way. Yeah, I watched Bro, it. But it, it wasn't, like... like... It, it had me, like, wrapped around its finger. <laughs> I literally... We, we would watch, like, six episodes. It'd be, like, 2 a.m. And I'd be, like, we could fit in one more, right? Like, who could really, like, care? We could like, get time for one more. Nah, it didn't have me like that. It was it's an interesting show. Is that I feel like there's a lot going on. It's definitely uh feels like hyper exaggerated at some point. Oh, for sure it is. Like these kids are fucking supposed to be in high school and they're like fucking raw everywhere <laughs> and doing mad drugs. <laughs> Not to say that high school kids don't do that. It just seems like when it the way it's portrayed, it's like like excessive. it's like a little dramatic, yeah, but yeah because it's supposed to, it's like really artsy too yeah i don't know it, it it it's definitely a little dramatic but it it was like for me watching it i was just like damn this is so good don't take his euphoria away, don't do people. it if euphoria got canceled i don't know what i'm doing myself <laughs> oh my fucking god all right guys uh 
thank you guys for listening. If you listened this far, uh, good luck to everybody this week, except for who am I facing? Uh, Huey. Huey, I hope you lose. Um, and Larry, I hope you lose. That's why I had to be harsh on you this this week, Larry. This man is wishing an zero and five season start at, for Larry at the hands of myself. Unreal. You know, sometimes Unreal. you just gotta. Thank you once again. We'll check you out next week for another episode of Taco Talk. Macias, Ryan.